Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're tonight's entertainment. Look at my butt. Now look at my front butt.
Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, Evil Dead. Let's see, Night of the Demons and Dead Demons. Oh, that's a really good lineup, too. Was yeah. that Exhumed Films that was doing that? No, it was uh, the Drive-In Monsterama. They do, like, in the spring, they do an 80s one, and in September, they do a 60s and 70s one. That's cool. Yeah, we, you know, I, I love going to the drive-in, but, you know, the, the, the drive-in here typically doesn't do much besides, uh, you know, the newest releases. So, um... I guess, you know, that's why I've always kind of wanted to do something out there so we could do the drive-in that we always wanted to do. Yeah. And what's ironic is Evil Dead 2 opened in Knoxville at the Twin Air Drive-In. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's cool. Is that that's the, where the was that one film. at? That's going to be, that's a, this year is like a bunch of sure things, like, if people aren't going crazy over you seeing Evil Dead 2 on the big screen, I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah. Now, that that came a little later in the uh, lineup. Like, originally we were... We, we just didn't know what the year was going to be like, so I was kind of planning for this a really small festival. Like, it was just going to be Demons and Return of the Living Dead and short. And then, you know, we kind of felt like we might as well do more, so we added... Friday night, and, you know, since we did Evil Dead last year, we thought, and we hadn't done Evil Dead 2 at Central Cinema yet, we thought, why not do it at the festival and throw pieces in there, too? Yeah. It's going to be, now, What? How's it, how are people going to be doing Friday night? Because I know there's going to be a place to go before the drive-in. Right, so we, we're kind of partnering up with, there's a really cool uh, store or kind of collection of stores in Maryville. The main store is Southland Books, but they opened, they had like a basement area that they were just using for storage, and they turned it into a video store called The Dungeon, and they carry like Vinegar Syndrome and Severin and Arrow and all the like, the best like horror releases, he gets all those, and then they have used movies and games, and they have those like messed up puzzles and all sorts of cool stuff. And they yeah. also had a little venue um, that you know it's kind of like a bar and a restaurant, and it's attached to all that. And uh, we checked that out while we were out there and thought that that would be a cool place to do stuff. So uh, one of our sponsors this year is the Nerdy Laser Podcast. And uh, they wanted to do a live podcast, so we thought we would kind of kick the festival off with that. And then yeah, on what Saturday, are they doing we'll. Thing this month? I'm, uh, say what? The one at Halls. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I, I saw they were doing something out there. I'm not. I think it might have already happened, but I might be wrong. Uh, it was a weird. I forget what the other one is, but I know one of them was Child's Play too. Yeah, it was Child's Play 2, and then I think the other film was like a an indie horror movie. It may have even been a local shot thing that they were premiering. Yeah. I think it's funny how the drive-in festivals and stuff pop up have been so random because of how weird it is to be getting films nowadays, to go back to that. 
Yeah, no, it is. It is interesting that uh, that's how things are. I mean, I, I I actually think that I don't really know why bigger chains aren't taking advantage of their huge parking lots and making pop-up drive-ins because you know, like a lot of Regals and 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 AMCs, you know, they have these enormous parking lots because they're usually packed and obviously they're yeah. not now. So I I feel like that would be a good way to have kept up business in the summer, but uh, we, we tried to do that as well. We were going to do that, and it it was more complicated than we thought it was going to be. And we're still working on it. We we we're going we're waiting for some stuff back from the city, so I don't think it's going to happen this year. But uh, our plan is to get all all that figured out and squared away. So once it spring rolls around, we'll be able to be doing outdoor screenings as well. Yeah, it's going to be a live podcast, and what's going to be showing at Central? Well, uh, so uh, we're going to have about, we're still kind of figuring out the shorts, but we're going to have, I think we're going to have three blocks of short films. One is going to be the regional films, and one is going to be WTF films, and then the other is going to be a mixture of just like really scary stuff and then horror comedy. We were going to split them up even more, but we decided to, just keep it to three blocks. And so those are going to repeat throughout the weekend to give, because we're going to, we're going to have limited space because we have to, you know, we're going to be, we're going to be about 30% capacity, maybe a little bit more at central. So we can only have about 30 people in at a time. So we're going to repeat all the screenings so that there's multiple chances for people to catch the shorts. And we're going to be doing them at, um, the bird in the book, which is the place that's connected to the dungeon and Southland books on Saturday afternoon. And I'm not going to lie. If you got a chance and you can't make it to the drive in, try to be one of the 30 to see the shorts, because that's usually one of the best things about the fest is the shorts they pick out. Well, thanks. Yeah. This year, this I, I it sucks that we can't do more at the drive in but uh I mean I would probably be fine being there later but I don't know that they want us to be there until the wee hours of the morning so <laughs> yeah. um but the WTF the WTF block of films is really really good like there's some really crazy stuff this year and uh, I hope people do come out I know that you know people are hesitant but we're we're doing our best to uh, make make it safe and central. We're going to be doing temperature checks and requiring masks, and um, we're you know we've got like extra cleaning supplies, and um, we're looking into a few other things to maybe like make the the airflow better and stuff like that. Yeah. So, I, you know, people I think people can come and feel comfortable. They're safe uh, and enjoy and themselves. And warn you about the W2F films. William loves to freak people out that's true that's why we can't do them at the drive-in because i had one of i had probably the most messed up film scheduled at the drive-in but then we thought about it and realized you know there's like cars driving by and stuff yeah there's (laughs) probably not to play that one (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but uh yeah no that that, i do love that drive-in You know, I heard there was a drive-in in South Knoxville uh, 
that was like a porno drive-in, and people yeah. I know who were when they were little, they said they would drive by and see that. Yeah, I know. Oh that yeah, and, uh, maybe a couple of them actually. It was uh, no, it was over in Powell, in the middle of the city. Okay. It's a junk. It's a you probably do one by. It's like a big giant junkyard now. Okay. And it has like a giant steel tin wall in front of it. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't here then, so I, I didn't get to have yeah. my uh, childhood traumatized or anything. <laughs> well, they had to have the steel walls. That was like the city law. You couldn't. They had to make sure that you couldn't see with the drive-in from thirty feet away. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess the the drive-in we're at, you can't really see the screen from the road. It's pretty far back. Yeah, but that was usually how they would get make make a lot of just money. Like people would drive by, like, "Hey, look, the Empire Strikes Back's playing. There's nothing else going on. <laughs> Let's turn the car around and go to the drive-in." <laughs> Yeah, I'm surprised that they haven't done Empire Strikes Back. It's been playing a lot this summer. Figured the drive-in yeah. would get in on that. We were actually going to do... Go ahead. Yeah. What was you going to do? Oh, we were going to do... It sucks. One of the things about... I mean, you know, multiple things suck this year. But uh, one thing that sucks is we were going to do uh, a 40th anniversary Empire Strikes Back event at... Uh, Iams Nature Center this year, and we had the the 401st Legion were coming out, and we had all these vendors and stuff that were we were scheduling, and uh, that was going to be the first like Iams movie of the year, um, which you know it's that big park we do stuff at. We usually do a summer series of movies there, and uh, yeah. but you know that just got canceled this year, and that was like one of the ones that stung the most because that was going to be a really fun event. But I'm not a lot maybe of drive this summer have been 80s motivated. Yeah, for sure. Like Back to the Future and things like that. Yeah, the drive-in that we're at, they told me that I think well, when I first talked to them the first time, they said that Back to the Future did the best out of anything because they did a triple feature I think of that. Yeah. You get a lot People of the eighties movies. There. And horror's done good this year too at the drive in. Yeah, IFC has been doing really well this year. Yeah. They've had a, they've a lot of they've had a lot of good, good movies. Uh a lot of the little stuff that you would only expect to see at Central Cinema is done good. Yeah. <laughs> I know, it sucked. Like, they've had a really good lineup of films this year, like The Wretched and The Rental and Relic. Um, all Those three movies were, were like, I, if they'd come out in the fall, they'd be playing at the festival. But um, I was bummed that we couldn't be open to have those. I, uh, we had The Rental booked. We thought we were going to open back up and be able to stay open and show that and Relic. But we opened for two weeks at the end of June and then the case numbers started rising in Knoxville again, so we shut yeah. back down. But we're looking yeah, at I opening up. I think it's safe so. then. 
Yeah, I think it was the right decision. But I think we are yeah. going to open back up soon because we're going to be open for the festival. And then the next weekend's Halloween. And I feel like we have to have something on Halloween. So I think we're just going to – we're probably going to stay open, knock on wood, um, once the festival happens at Central Center. Yeah. Are you guys good at getting uh, vinegar syndrome, uh, getting prints from them? Yeah, yeah. There's one they're putting out in November that you need to play there, Fade to Black. Oh, yeah, I love that movie. I actually just, I'd seen that before, but it just popped up on Shudder. And yeah. I watched it with my wife. She'd never seen it, and she loved it. That's, it's a great movie. Yeah, that one is, I, I love how they call them Vinegar Syndrome. Stuff. They call it the Cinephile Slasher, which it really is. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. that's a good name for it. That's what I love about it, because if you don't know movies and you watch it, you'll be lost. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. But they've already announced it as uh, November. Yeah. Yeah, I, just, I saw that, too. Uh, I'm excited about that one. And I saw they're yeah, doing Beastmaster. Yeah, I have my DVD now that goes for like $100 on Amazon. Thank God. Finally. Oh, that's cool you have a DVD. Yeah, I found it with a double feature with Hell Knight. But that one, it's on Shudder. If you haven't seen it before, that one's a good one to watch in October, Fade to Black. Yeah, I second that. But Evil Dead 2, that one is the best film set in Tennessee, not shot in Tennessee. It is a good film. That's one of the movies that got me into horror movies and really, like, movies and filmmaking. Yeah, even though Witchboard, I don't know why, but when it was released to theaters, Witchboard kicked its butt in the box office, probably because it was released unrated. Huh, I didn't realize that. That movie's pretty fun, but it's no Evil Dead, too. Yeah, but I don't see why Evil Dead 2 did not get an R rating. There's not an ounce of red blood in it. Yeah, yeah, that's why he did that, right? Because he had so much trouble on the first movie with uh Well, he was centers. contractually obliged to get an R rating for uh, uh, Dino DeLorientis then at the last minute to go, we'll put it out unrated. What? It's yeah, going to be shorts a, before each movie. Yes. Oh, right cool. now, uh, one one thing cool we're doing this year, different, um, we're still doing the Grindhouse Grind Out, which is our filmmaking competition. And we usually give teams six days and 66 minutes, and they make either a short or a, a trailer, and we make up like weird exploitation genres for them to choose from. But this year we decided... Yeah to just do trailers and do drive-in ads. So um, we're going to play the on Saturday night. We're probably going to pl- kind of make it, instead of just have one block of the Grindhouse films, they're kind of going to play throughout the night because there will be ads and trailers. So that's oh, kind of nice. it's kind of different than how we usually do it, but I think it'll be fun. Yeah, something like, remember, folks, 
always take off your speakers when you're leaving the drive-in because not only will you tear your door off, we'll take you out behind the drive-in and beat the crap out of you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's totally kind of the thing we're going for. Yeah, Yums are lucky to get the stylist. I mean, it's awesome after all of Jill becoming part of the festival, becoming part of the family, all of her short showing there. Have you gotten to watch it yet? No, I, the tickets vanished just like that for tomorrow night. Last uh, night. Oh, that sucks. Did you get to watch it? I've watched, uh, I actually haven't seen the final cut yet. I watched the a cut a few months ago that didn't have um, the final sound mix. The, yeah. the final, the the cut was lost, but it didn't have the final sound mix. And But, I mean, How I was, was so impressed. Like, she did such a good job with it. Cool. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that he disappointed. Like, like the one we talked about, Fade to Black and Maniac than your standard slasher. Is it more like that? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah, I would definitely say that. Um, oh, cool. You know, it's a very, you know, it, it's a, it's like kind of a character study, and, and um, you really you really get to understand and have sympathy for the the main character, and you um, should really expand it upon the short. Uh, really well, and uh, like she, as, and in terms of like style and stuff, she really like took her style to the next level. Like, there's a lot of like De Palma vibe to it, um, and uh, kind of a David Fincher feel too. Like, uh, it's it's really good. I, I was really excited when I watched it. I can't wait to see it with the, the final sound mix and stuff. Nice, and it's cool that she's gonna be there too. Well, she's yeah, always there. Yeah. yeah, she has been the last couple of years. But, yeah, she's she's pretty much part of the team now, so we're looking forward to her coming down. And, and um, well, I, don't, I don't know who all else is coming. I know Brian Lenano is coming up. He's got a couple of shorts that we're showing. What? Are they and, new ones? Um, yeah, yeah kind of. One of them played last year at the Buried Alive Film Fest, and it's probably played some other festivals since then. And then oh he did a music God, you're not video. Playing, uh, the one about Nixon, are you? Uh, I wanted to play that one. That's his brother's film, but um, mm -hmm. we just didn't really have time, and it's kind of not horror. So uh, I had to be. I had to. There were, there were, we had a lot of shorts that I couldn't take this year that I really wanted to show because we're showing uh, a lot less stuff than usual. Man, it's killing me that I'm going to miss two Brian Lenano shorts. Well, I'll talk to him. Maybe he can send you the link. I've got the. I've already got the shakes on that. Because <laughs> Crow. Yeah, hands, we're sorry you're not gonna uh, be able to make it out. Well, yeah. I got doctor's appointments about that time. Uh, well, I hope that that goes well, and you'll be back next year. Yeah. And of course, pieces is fun. Are you going to be showing the U the English dub or the Spanish dub of it? <laughs> Probably the English dub. That's the one that I'm I've seen more. 
And I feel like do you prefer the Spanish dub? No, it just actually makes sense. <laughs> but the English <laughs> well, dub part of the is fun of the movie is that it doesn't make Yeah. No the ink like you know, I always prefer to watch subtitled and have it in the original language, but because of how yeah. a lot of films like Italian and that film that's in Spanish, but how they were shot, you know, they're still dubbing. So it yeah. still looks off even if it's in the original language, so I, I just uh, usually pieces is just for... hilarious. Like yeah. when they find the giant gore covered chainsaw. Yeah. You think that <laughs> this murder could be committed with that? <laughs> no, it's one of my favorites. There's nothing better in the world than fucking and smoke, smoking pot and fucking on a waterbed. Just so <laughs> random out of the blue. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like it's a little underseen. Pieces underseen? Maybe not. <laughs> That's one of the best bad slasher movies of of the freaking 80s. Yeah. I guess when I first heard about it, most people didn't know about it. And oh. in the last few years, it's gotten more of a, more attention. Yeah, it's one of those, like, I can remember watching the 80s. You don't, you know, I just love the poster pieces. It's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> you can't touch that, kid. Yeah, that is great. I've got that original poster up on my wall. Yeah. It's directed by Juan Pekir Simon. If you don't know who he is, he's the same one who directed Pod People, a favorite of the MST3K crowd. Oh, yeah? Yeah. The only other film I've seen by him is Slugs, I think. Oh, God. That one's fun, too. Yeah, that one is fun. Maybe I've but seen yeah, one of them. Friday's going to end with pieces, and you're going to have a blast with that one, guys. Yeah, that one is is a is a great way to wrap up the night. And too bad there's mask on, because then everybody in the whole theater could have screamed "bastard" at the same time. <laughs> yeah. That would have been great if we could have got people to do that. <laughs> but yeah, on Saturday you're going to have the short thing, and then the best film ever set in Louisville, Kentucky. That's one of the best zombie movies ever, too. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. And the best sequel to Night of the Living Dead, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. That's what most people a lot don't of people, know, William, is that it's actually a legit sequel to Night of the Living Dead. Yeah, I mean, it makes direct reference to it. Yeah, and that's Return of the Living Dead. That one's just a hoot. Where are you getting your print from? Is it going to be, is it an older print? Um, it, It's actually not going to be a print. It's probably going to be digital. They, they, they convert oh. it to digital there, so... Oh, so it'll probably have the Dead Boy song missing. Oh, I don't know. It might. 
Yeah, that's right, issue. Ever since, except for the very first VHS release, that song's been taken out because the band members hate each other. I didn't know that. I've probably never seen that version because I've seen it on... um, I don't think I saw VHS. I saw a DVD. That was the first way I saw it. Yeah, well, the Shout Factory has the original audio from where MGM changed it for the DVD, and it has everything but the Dead Boy song. That's interesting. I didn't know that. I'll have to look that song up or look that scene up and see what it see how it feels different. Yeah, it's on the soundtrack. It's Take a Walk. Oh, okay, so, yeah. Uh, I know that song. The song where they're uh, driving over the train tracks when they first... Uh, get to the Unita Medical Supply Warehouse. Okay. But, yeah, that one is a classic. I mean, I can remember seeing it in the theater. I was like, oh, God, this is going to be so scary. Wait, this is funny. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely not scary, but it's great. Yeah, I can remember it was... When I first seen it, it was at the very end of the movie, William, and uh, the scene with the soldier pops up. Uh Uh-huh. And someone in the audience just yelled out, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) And it took me a few seconds to get what was going on, and once I did, I just started laughing. No one else was, because they were all confused. It is a funny movie. That's one I I pretty much watch that every year around Halloween. It's one of my go-to movies. Yeah. And it introduced a whole generation to South SoCal punk. (laughs) Yeah. And then you have uh, Grizzly 2, which was a movie that was like 90% done. And it's been on the... gray area circuit for a long time now. You can find many reviews of it, but there really wasn't much left to do. I think from what you said, they just added some more uh, grizzly bear footage, and they called it done. This movie yeah, that's what it sounds been, like. This movie probably wouldn't have gotten finished if it didn't have uh, George Clooney in it. Uh, Charlie Sheen, John Reese Davis. Laura Dern. Yeah, Laura Dern. That might be her first movie. She's like 16 in it from what I've read. Yeah, I think No Smooth Talk was her first movie. Oh, okay. But, yeah. this. I have not seen it yet. I'm excited to watch it, though. Yeah, John Reese Davis with a mullet and looked like he's drunk the whole time. He acts like he's drunk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. I mean, it's just like he's staggering through the movie drunk and just really like, okay, well, how I I went from Raiders of the Lost Ark to this crap. <laughs> The whole setup is there's this giant concert in the woods, 
and then they just take Jaws's plot and transfer it into the woods, and instead of a shark, transform it into a bear. Yeah, the there's a really good piece on. I'm trying to remember what side. I don't remember if it was Vulture. I'll figure out what the site was, but uh, that goes into, you know, all the behind the scenes about that movie with producers just disappearing with money and stuff and how they got that concert together, and it's really fascinating. Yeah, the producers went and gambled with the money to try to get the double the budget. Only they couldn't gamble. <laughs> That's so crazy. <laughs> I'm surprised they haven't really just stoned it out on DVD as is before now. Yeah, it's interesting that the the producer behind it just decided to finish it all of a sudden. Oh, that piece is on The Ringer. If you search The yeah. Ringer and Grizzly 2, there's a really great piece that tells the whole story behind it on there. Yeah. Girdler was going to do a Grizzly sequel, but he had his untimely death. Yeah, that's really unfortunate. That, he uh, just had his biggest hit, too, with the Manitou. Yeah, that that movie's that's probably my favorite Girdler movie. It's so crazy. I forgot you showed that one last year, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, we showed uh, uh, Grizzly and the Manitou, and and maybe um, a movie that rips off The Exorcist that he did. Yeah, view <laughs> this woman body. God bless William Marshall for trying to perform in that movie. <laughs> That's what I love about him. I mean, even in the worst pieces of garbage he was in, he tried to give a great performance. But I think uh, that movie is in public domain now, and Warners really don't give a darn about suing for it anymore. Wait, the which one? Oh, Abby. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know it was in public I've domain. I've got a couple public domain sets with it on it. Huh. The only Girdler film I've... that's a bitch to find nowadays, and that's because they can't really find a print, is uh, a good print. Is three on a meat hook. Yeah, I know that that VHS is is really popular. Yeah, you can get a bad print off of YouTube. Uh huh. I've never and seen that one. That was crazy as hell too. You have to see it to believe it. That was what if we didn't end up getting the print of Abby, we were going to show that on VHS for Girdlerthon last year. But uh, thankfully, the whole good. Abby thing worked out. Yeah, maybe one day we'll do Girdlerthon too and do that. Yeah, I mean, Abby is okay. Not that good. You know, you know I, re- I when we watched it last year, I really liked it. Like, I actually thought it was, like, kind of a good movie. Like, 
more than I'd ever thought before. You know, once you get, I, I think everybody thinks about the novelty of it, but I actually thought that um, there were some pretty good performances, and it was like a better movie overall than I remembered when I'd seen it before. Yeah. All of Girdler stuff is better than you think it is. Yeah, because you got a double feature for Girdler Fest, too. You have uh, Asylum of Satan and uh, Three on a Meat Hook. I haven't seen Asylum of Satan, either. Well... That I think the something weird DVD of that one goes for like a pretty penny nowadays. I don't need, unless they've reissued that. I don't know. And there's Sheba Baby. He, is that the other one? What? He did oh, yeah, Sheba, Sheba Baby, Baby. Too, or did he just write that? Yeah, I think he was a gun for hire on Sheba Baby. Yeah. That's the eh, of the AIP Pam Greer movies. That's the what of it? The eh one, the one, <laughs> the least of them. Yeah, I think I've seen that one, but I don't remember it very well. I definitely know I like Coffee the best out yeah. of out of her movies from that time. About Sheba Baby is it has Eartha Kid in it. Uh, let's see, it has Eartha Kid, uh, Yafit Koto, Ted Lang, Isaac from The Love Boat is a Pimp, <laughs> yeah. He tries to do what Antonio Fargus usually does in the movies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you're closing with the, and Saturday night your guys are closing with a real, real great trash class, your old trash classic of the '80s, which is just, was so fun just written on VHS, just watching over and over again, just because it's just so fun, and that's demons. Yeah, and I, you know, actually, we're not. I just realized that it does look like that we are closing with that on the poster, but but uh, oh no, it doesn't. I don't know. Anyway, but that won't be the, the closing. Will be Grizzly, too, but uh, Demons will be like the middle film on Saturday. Because I think it's like oh. that and Return of Living Dead are like a great like kind of punk yeah. '80s metal double feature. But Demons is just so fun. Tony King as uh, Tony the Pimp just rules. <laughs> yeah, he's awesome in it. I was sad when I was a kid when he got killed. I was like, man, the most fun character in the movie just got killed. <laughs> I know, it was a bummer. I keep, you do get really attached yeah. to him quickly. He's really fun. Yeah. What's the matter with you? You act like you're breaking. <laughs> That's a pretty good impersonation. Oh yeah. Of course I know him. <laughs> <laughs> the 
this idea of a pimp taking his host to a movie. <laughs> yeah, I know. It is pretty absurd. <laughs> well, the blind... Well, a blind guy going to a movie, but hey, I thought that just rocked. Oh yeah, that was totally absurd. And his uh, his wife or girlfriend's like cheating yeah. on him right next to him, pretty much. Yeah, and what's cool about it is going back and watching it again after. It's like Del Morte, Del Amore, and stuff. You're like. Holy crap, it's Michele Suave. <laughs> when you first see I love it, all the, like, it's like, holy crap, it's the guy from Gates of Hell. <laughs> yeah, that movie's just got so much banana stuff in it. And it has a great soundtrack, too, from... Uh, a goblin without them being able to name themselves goblin. Oh yeah, no, it does have a great soundtrack. Second one's got a good soundtrack too. Yeah, and a great. What's funny is the regular the score came out in the U.S., but if you wanted to get the rock soundtrack, you had to import it. Oh really? Yeah. I'm surprised there's was, not been any new vinyl, vinyl releases of that. What? I'm surprised there hasn't been any like new vinyl release of that. The one that I've seen back in the 80s was a picture disc with the mask on the cover. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I love that mask. That'd be a good uh, Halloween. The only slash problem COVID I have with demons What's that? Is that whole scene it's like you're stuck in the theater with them for forty minutes or so and then boom, all of a sudden you're in the car with the four four punks. Yeah, it is kind of a weird transition. Those punks are so over the top, though, I just go along with it. Yeah. That's one of those movies you just go with it. Like, uh, the biggest question all of us fans have a demons. Where does that helicopter come from? <laughs> and that's a very good question, but I, yeah. I don't care. It's just great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's probably one of the best finales, like him riding around the theater with a the motorcycle and in the helicopter. Yeah. And Mikhail Swabby yeah. up on the roof just just screwing with him when the guy's trying yeah. to climb up. Just like taking his hand and just flap. You're making up this year in quality what you're losing in quantity. Yeah, I know. That's kind of what we thought, too. Like, you know, when you can only have so many films, we, we have the most repertory stuff that we've done at the festival. You know, we always have 
a few. I guess we had Girdlerth on last year, so with that and the other movies, we did have probably about the same yeah. number of older films, but usually they're matched by new films, so this year there's only the stylist is the only new feature. I guess Grizzly 2 could technically be considered new. <laughs> yeah, because it's not been released. It's filling the Tammy and the T-Rex slot. <laughs> totally, yeah. <laughs> or should we give it to Blood Lake because that one was just loved by everyone. Oh, yeah, that was one of, that was maybe one of the best screenings we ever had. Like, it sounded like the walls were going to shatter from people laughing. Like, we were in the lobby just hearing people cackling. It was so much fun. Don't stab me. I'm the gardener. That's good enough for me. <laughs> I was going to show that again in the summer. I thought it would be like a fun summer thing to do at Central Cinema, but yeah, we didn't get to do that this year, so maybe next year. Yeah, do something like a, like a, let people just talk along with that movie, you know? <laughs> yeah. Or her tall boys and stuff, and like take a drink every time someone plays quarters. Oh, <laughs> uh, we we might have too many people getting sick if we did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could think of a worse one: take a drink every time someone is water skiing in the movie. Oh God, yeah, that would be even worse. <laughs> like yeah. go water skiing and then come back and then go back and go water skiing, and yeah. and they're both really long scenes of water skiing. Yeah, the best thing about Blood Lake was that little boy. He was just the <laughs> that horny little Oh, bat. yeah, what was it? Little, Tony. um, Tony, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, this is going to be a good year for you guys. I mean, I hope, well, I know that you guys are going to do great. How season passes is going to work this year for people who are probably curious about that. I mean, how's the um, weekend pass going to work? Well, so, uh, like I said earlier, we're going to be doing multiple screenings of the shorts, at least two screenings of the shorts, um, and possibly the other one at the uh, venue in Maryville. So that way, you know, it, uh, we, we only sold enough passes to where um, everybody would be able to get in at the reduced capacity. So, People who have weekend passes, they will get first dibs on Central Cinema screenings, um, and then so they'll be and they can pick which screening they go to. So because we probably will have some of the screenings of the shorts at the same time as the drive-in, just so people who you know we have a lot of people who come to Central Cinema that like to go see Halloween stuff or scary movies around this time of the year, but they don't necessarily want to yeah. go to the full festival, so we figured, yeah. you know, we could have the shorts going on multiple times throughout the day so they could just come check that out. But weekend pass holders, there should be enough screenings of the shorts that they will be able to see everything, and they're, yeah. they won't coincide with the stuff at the drive-in. There will be other times for them to see them. I can remember the Spirit was the biggest one-time sellout. It was like... When that movie started, there wasn't an empty seat in the place. Yeah, that was the the biggest sellout we've had, I think. 
And then when Better that Watch did. Out started, the theater was like, we could do the three quarters empty. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, 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 it's a bummer that people take off for that stuff, but it's always the, you know, the classic. Yeah, that was really good. That was one of my favorites that year. But yeah, yeah I mean, people come. There's going to be a come. lot of stuff inside the Knoxville Horror Fest uh, this year. Uh, let's see, Joe Bob's doing a double feature. AMC's over. Uh, well, we got the Friday the 13th box set. That's going to be a lot of people there. I wouldn't pay that much for it, but hey. Hello? Oh, our guest has been dropped or dropped. <laughs> but yeah, there's the big Friday the 13th box set coming out that's like uh, close to around $200 from Shop Factory, same as the Halloween set. Uh, there's Dial Code Santa Claus from Vinegar Syndrome, which you need to get, darn it, for Christmas purposes, because that one's good. And we've already got today, and I put it up, it's on Facebook, but look, uh, the KSD annual Halloween mix is up. And, of course, we got coming up this Thursday to kick off Halloween month, we have the non-Romero Living Dead movies. We're going to have a lot of movies on there, more than you would think, and God help us. We're going to have a lot of crap on there, too. And, of course, next month we're going to have the live reading show as usual. And we will have some live watches with uh, a circus-themed movie on Halloween night. That's all I'm giving a clue for it for now. And since he's pretty much, we've lost our guest. We're going to call it an early night tonight. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you on Thursday. Good night, everybody.